This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, hey, come catch this wave with the Fix Squad. The Fix is in. I'm Mr. Soul. I'm tuning in. What you doing? Got him. Real hip hop revealed that a fix. Pure, you can fill it in the mix. Finally, stop pushing the culture forward. This is it. Proceed at your own risk. Got him. Beach balls and life, giving them truth in it. Screaming revolution when only a few minutes. My sentiments is acting. Everything that we do, clutch. Another reason to turn the volume up. Sheesh. Know what we said, doing. Solid ground when we land. Say it's no use. The culture was out of hand. But now that I reach, we gotta stick to the plan. Dark days with the sunshine. Any good news, I'm proof that it's living. Yeah. Revolving the art to shock. Oh, where to keep it a beast on the block? Don't miss it. Welcome to the city. Stand up. James left, but the king still reigns here. No tears, no love lost, no rain here. Delivers, I promise, Santa rain here. Love, love for the city still resides here. Fix for your ailment, faith that resides outside the lines. Detox your mind, cause it matters. Art, art outside the box, we paint better. The fix is in, and we rock a channel. We rock with them for what's deep within. Expose those who talk but don't live. Expose those who talk but don't live. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets, and money is the fruit that they speak, so tell me whose face do they see? Repeat. Take offense, take offense. Judged by the fruit from the tree, but if the fruit tastes like the streets, and money is the fruit that they seek, so tell me whose face do they seek? Welcome back, family. Welcome back. You're now tuned into the Fix, your source for faith-infused hip hop, R&B, and poetry, right here on Holy Culture Radio. It's your boy DJ Focus checking in, and it's your girl Dice Gamble in the building checking in. Wake up, wake up, y'all. Y'all know what time it is. Thirsting for the Lord Thursday. Thirsting for the Lord. Thirsting. For the Lord Thursday. The, the, the living water. The you living should want that living water, okay? That's right. That's right. We should always be thirsty for the Lord, for sure. For sure. Every single day. So this is exciting. Yeah, it's definitely Go ahead. Exciting. Go ahead. Run run your script. No, this it's, it's all. The Lord I, I, has made. Come on. I just, I just want this them to know this Bible. is the day. This is my Bible. That the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. And yes, please, don't trust me. Trust your Bible. <laughs> I tell people all the time, no, no, I'm pointing you back to Jesus because he's the only one that got me in pocket. <laughs> oh, no, I know. It's so funny. We wore over here. Uh, my father's very Baptist. And so the whole uh, Joe Osteen beef with him, you know, and like every time I say something sideways, he, he'll bring up, this is my Bible. I have what it says. I <laughs> and I'm like, leave me alone. <laughs> the jabs, though. But, um, yeah, no, we, we definitely need to be thirsting for the Lord Thursday. This is going to be a good one, though, Focus. I've been waiting to talk about this. Uh, I don't know if some people are actually hip to this. Hopefully they are, uh, if they're on social media in any type of way. But sometimes we're kind of slow as a community to see what's happening in all over the world. So hopefully today it kind of opens some people's eyeballs up. Mm-hmm. I hope so, too. So, yeah, real talk talk today. We're talking about robots, everything robots. Dice going to go in and I mean, she's going to catch you up because yeah. you, you you behind. So she's going to catch you up on everything you need to know about robots. Whether you want to, uh, whether you think it's going to happen or not, it's going to happen. So you need to prepare yourself. How does this affect us as believers? Yeah. How does this affect us as just regular citizens who are looking to work in mm-hmm. the workplaces? Like, 
this is going to impact us. So, yes, let's hop into this robot conversation for our Real Talk topic. And when I tell you the spiritual detox is different today, it's different. Very different. We we had the opportunity to sit down with uh, one of the, the legends in the game, in the gospel game. Let's be very clear. Uh, he is a gospel recording artist, songwriter, producer. Uh, he's also a radio personality. And when I say he's been putting out quality music for every bit of the last 20 years, we will have the legendary James Fortune join us today to talk about everything he has going on. He has a new track out with Monica right now that's tearing the charts up. So you you definitely want to keep it locked for that exclusive spiritual detox because, uh, yeah, he's going to talk about gospel culture. He's going to talk about church culture. He's going to dive into it. I, I think I think we, uh, we we keep dodging these hard conversations. So this one this one today. No, no, no. We not, not us. I show <laughs> you right. No, no. A, a lot of people in the faith. No, you are absolutely right. Anybody listening to us know that we don't dodge them, <laughs> and, and, and we don't care if you throw darts at us. Bless right, your right. life. Bless right. your life. Just stay where you at. Make sure right, you stay right, over right, there because right, right. you run up you run up on us in these streets. Pray for us. Now we. Yeah, yeah. Try Jesus, you know, right, not right, us, because right, right. <laughs> we ain't no track star. Well, Dice was a track star. I ain't no track star. So I know. Listen, listen. Pray for me. If you run up on me, I prompt you. Better listen. Do what you got to do. Because if I get it, just a little bit of, <laughs> just a little. I promise. Just, oh my, right. you, you better do what you got to do. And I, I don't want no smoke with nobody. I'm not right, right, telling right, nobody right. to do nothing. I know. But, but let's be very clear. Yeah, we 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 not for it. I'm not yeah. for it. Um, I'm trying to push peace and love, but and once peace. again. Uh-huh. Try Jesus, Try not Jesus. me, because I throw hands. Right. right. <laughs> but no, seriously, uh, we, we're looking forward to this conversation with our brother uh, James Fortune. Yeah. He's been a legend in the game. So yeah, keep it locked for that exclusive spiritual detox. We got anything going in the news, Dice? Uh, anything? Uh, anything going? Anything at all? Um, any updates on Jamie Fox? Um, uh, nothing at all. Nah. Yeah. I mean, he listen. He's still he's tweeting, tweeting from the hospital. Listen, you got to rest. It's okay. I think there's a lot of pressure with superstars, and you already know all of our uh, uh, singers and rappers that you know come on here. There's a little bit of pressure, but we we not letting go of Jamie Fox. He's not going. To, we're we are not letting go. So Jamie, just hang on in there. We're still praying for you. Uh, I don't know if you guys were able to see the uh, decision concerning Trump the other day. Um, you know um, what? What it, I told y'all, he wasn't going to jail. Oh. <laughs> No, no, I, I just, everybody was laughing at me, talking, no, he going, he going. I say, are y'all for real? And, 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 and I, that's not to say I'm a Trump supporter, so don't don't give me, don't give me no hate mail either. I, I have opinions about both parties, so I'm not really either left or right, to be very clear. If anybody ever asks and want to know where I stand, no, no, they work together. I keep telling y'all, our government officials work together. Parties don't really matter. Yeah, I think they do, but they really don't. Yeah, and yeah, that's my personal opinion. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. You're you're absolutely right. I mean, he was charged. I, I, you know, I think like five million for a defamation case, and they were able to prove a few a few things uh, concerning that. But I was a little disappointed. Not not that I want anything bad to happen to him. I'm just like, we have to take as women when people do take advantage of you, we have to stand up. It doesn't matter their power. If there's somebody at McDonald's or if they're the president, you need to open your mouth and say something. You know, right is right and wrong is wrong. And that's all I'm trying to say. It's like it don't matter, you know, but that's you true. but we have but we do, we do have to learn to kind of empower women and say, listen, you can go on and hold that secret as long as you want. It's gonna eat you up. You know, say just go say what it is. It'll save the next young lady stress if you just go ahead and make your complaint then. 
and you know we gotta shut things down so yeah absolutely yeah it's a win go ahead sorry no i agree no i agree with you no no that i i'm not uh anybody who's been a victim of anything no no Mm -hmm. i'm not justifying that what trump did or any of these people that are doing these uh things to any of the women is is cool that's not what i'm saying Mm -hmm. i just knew he wasn't going to jail because it's not just him it's a whole ring of them doing it Mm-hmm. And if he go to jail, we know one thing he gonna do. He gonna tell everybody, everybody, everybody's story. Everybody, everybody, <laughs> oh, oh, really? I'm going. Everybody, oh, so everybody's everybody. going. Line them up. Line them up. Line them up. <laughs> so I, that's why I said he wasn't going to jail. Not because uh, I don't know if he did it or not, but if he did it, he deserves to go to jail. But I just know how they are in cahoots with each other Absolutely. and how they roll. So, yeah, listen, we'll, we'll, we'll keep up on that story. Let's make sure we keep up to date yeah, with what's going on with that. Listen, let's get into it. Of course, you know, our mission is to expose the culture, the positive, but relevant music that keeps Jesus Christ at the center of the message. Listen, we got new pastor Mike Jr. on the way. Uh, shouts out to our sis in London. Uh, little, yep, let's get some uh, Lynn Sango uh, featuring Wande. Uh, childlike CC, yes. Let's get some uh, linger the boss. Uh, right now, though, yeah, we got to keep playing it. Lecrae, Tasha Cobbs, Leonard, your power. Keep it locked. You tune into the fix, and the fix is it. Welcome back, welcome back. You tune back into the fix, your source for faith infused hip hop, R and B, and poetry, right here on Sirius XM Channel One Fifty Four Holy Culture Radio. And it's time for our spiritual detox. And listen, we got a special one for you guys today. Um, y'all know how we uh, we mix it up here. You know, we we play a lot of hip hop. That's what we that's what we call to do because that's what we push. But let's let's be very clear: the gospel is where everything stems from. Let's we all have grown up on gospel music, and I'm excited because uh, the worship pastor we have on the line today, um, he, he took he took a style, and um, we, we call it faith infused. And I think he kind of infused gospel and hip hop with his choir and everything he's been doing. You, you're talking about what? 25 30 years now like he, he's been in the game a long period of time but but everybody knows his staple was uh with his choir his group fire um putting that staple of the hip-hop and infusing it with the gospel and still giving it that worship feel that everybody has loved so listen without further ado help me welcome in a super talented like i say worship pastor author speaker encourager artist producer he does it all the legendary james fortune what's going on bro Wow, man. Listen, first of all, uh, thank you so much for having me, man. My brother, it's so good to be on here with you. Uh, so honored and humbled to spend this time with you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, I'm excited to be here, man. Excited about this conversation with you today. Listen, I, well, I appreciate the opportunity. So, you know, we're coming out the back end of this uh, pandemic. I always ask, you know, what did you learn from the pandemic? Um, you know, the the two years of just us being shut down, like what did God reveal to you personally? Yeah, one of the things he revealed is that we're not in control of anything. You know, the moment that we think we got stuff under control or the moment that we think we got it all figured out, any moment something can happen in our life and and have us at the point to where, you know what, I'm just out here trusting God. You know, we have to be able to trust him because we always um, realize that there's something greater than us that's really in control. And through this pandemic, something that I never saw coming, something I had never uh, obviously been through in my life. 
but to see how it just really, really changed um, so much about worship and, and how we were able to worship and not being able to go to church. I never thought it'd be a time when we would have to be trying to create worship on, on, on Zoom and, you know, doing Zoom videos and, and can't, you know, be in person. Uh, and it, but it really, really taught me a lot about being innovative and, and being able to, being able to, um, not be stuck to a particular model, but being able to reach the masses, uh, in a number of different ways. It made us really stretch our creativity. Um, so the pandemic, you know, taught me a lot, but one of the main things it taught me is that, listen, we trust in God because we, we have no idea, uh, what else is going on. That's beyond our control. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Listen, you brought up something. I want to ask you, you know, your thoughts and opinions. Uh, absolutely. Uh, the church itself had to do something different with, uh, a lot of the churches who were not updated with the screens and the virtual yep. content. But now since we come out the back end of it, uh, you, you have this debate. Has the church become too entertaining now more than Bible teaching? Um, I wouldn't necessarily say it's become more entertaining as far as the church. I think, you know, first of all, entertainment is not, a, I know we like to use it as a bad word. Entertainment just means to hold the attention of someone. So there is, there is a form of entertainment, you know, in church and in ministry and in, in, in gospel music as well. Uh, because we do want to hold the attention span. But I think for me personally, no, I love, I love the fact that we can evolve, you know, that we can have, you know, LED walls and we can have lights and we can have different ways to attract. All that is, is just, you know, it's just ways to attract people to the message of Jesus Christ. You know, it's not like we're doing it. I know you made, oh, you're trying to be like the world. No, it's just, why can't we, why can't we evolve? You know, why can't we uh, express ourselves in different ways? As long as the message stays the same, uh, the packaging can be different. Every gift doesn't have to be wrapped the same way. As long as what's inside and what's being given to people is the same. Yes. Uh, thanks for sharing that. You know, for somebody who may not know you, James, share just a little small, little bit of your backstory of your faith story, your journey. I know yours is unique. I know you're a PK and everything that goes with that. But I, I just I know it has to be something that like when was that first like you knew God was for real moment, like for yourself, not because your parents was giving it to you. Your grandma right, was giving right, it to you. Right. Uh, you know, there's been a lot. One, one, I think one of the most significant moments in my life as far as discovering, you know, more of God is, you know, when, when me and my family were homeless, when I was homeless um, and I was actually working in ministry, but I hadn't really went through a lot. You know, I hadn't really been through a lot of storms and struggles at this time. I was probably about, um, you know, 24, 24, 25. And um, man, I was like, I just was. I was broke and I was hurting and I couldn't provide for my family. But God, he said, James, you got to be able to trust me even in this season of your life. You know, I grew up as a PK, so I was always kind of sheltered. You know, I didn't have a lot of struggles really growing up. Uh, my dad raised me. So, you know, my story is not like a lot of other, uh, you know, men who are like me who, who have a different testimony. But when I got to this place of being homeless, I realized that, man, like, God, like, are you really like, are you really real? Are you really with me? Like, do you really you know, have me the way I've been telling everybody else to believe in you and have faith in you because how could I be serving you? And now here I am. I don't even have money to even provide for my family. And God told me something. He said, James, if you can trust me now, he said, even if I told you what I was going to do, you wouldn't believe it. And that's the night in a motel room. One of those nights he gave me the song, I trust you, which ended up being, uh, you know, my biggest song and, and went number one for, for seven months in a row, which is still the record on billboard and just, you know, changed my life forever. That was a moment. And it was in one of the lowest, 
worst seasons of my life that God was able to produce something so amazing and so powerful that it's still blessing millions and millions of people even to this day. It was like, okay, God, I'm sorry for ever, I'm sorry for ever doubting you or questioning you because his ways are not our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts. So many times we have a way that we think things should go or should work out, but ultimately it's trusting God is the way because he knows the plans that he has for us. He knows the way we see to the corner, but God sees around the corner. Uh, and so that was a moment for me, bro. Wow. The patience, like you say, just to wait because it's all in his timing. We want yeah. it. We want it right now. So uh, yeah. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Listen, it's mental health awareness month. And, and I know with everything you do, let's be very clear. I mean, you know, pastoring, I mean, you're a producer, artist, uh, you got a family, like, what do you do for your mental health? Like, what are some things that you do to kind of keep you in a level-headed space? Yeah, well, uh, therapy is one. You know, I believe you can have Jesus and a therapist. You know, uh, growing up or earlier, you know, in my life, I didn't, I thought, you know, counseling and therapy was just for crazy people. You know, I didn't, I didn't know that, you know, I thought, you know, we just pray it away. You know, we just believe God, pray. And it's like, no, James, you know, you know, life has a way. And I'm glad that I've been a mature to a way. I've been able to mature to the point to where I, you know, I, I love therapy. And it's not just when I'm going through something. I do it for maintenance because mental health is important. We do, you know, we go to the gym for our physical health. You know, we go to church for our spiritual health. What are we doing to make sure that our mental health, that our emotional uh, health is healthy? And that it's also because the, the, as a man think it, so is he. So if your mind is messed up, your your life is messed up. The body affect the, the mind affects all other parts of the body, the organs, emotions, everything. So I think taking care of your mental health is so, so important. Uh, and one thing, that, another thing that pandemic taught me was that I was able to go through therapy virtually. I was like, wait a minute, I don't have to go to the office. You mean I can find a therapist that's in New York or I can find, you know, and it was just, it gave me so many more options that I even do virtual uh, therapy now as well. Um, but that's me. I, I'm, I'm one of them ones. I believe in, I believe in counseling. I believe in therapy. Uh, and I believe it's, it's, it's great. Not just when you're going through stuff, you're not been through stuff, divorce and, and, and all kinds of stuff, but it's also good just for maintenance, just to make sure you're okay. Do you think the church has gotten better? Um, I know we've had a bad, uh, rap of being so judgmental. And, 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 and this goes into your music. That's why I'm asking this question, because you have done a great job of, you know, not only working with like artists like Monica, but just in general. I know you probably uh, work with a lot of mainstream artists that we don't even know about or even just talk to because because I know they feel like they can probably come to you and talk to you and ask you questions. Do yeah. you feel the church has gotten better when you talk about the balance between judgment versus accountability when you, you build relationships and and disciple and, and be able to walk with people? Yeah, I do. I believe it's gotten better. You know, it, it's, it's, you know, there's still, it still can grow. Um, but I do think it's gotten a lot better than it was at first. You know, we do have partnerships, you know, even when you look at, you know, me and Monica and how we were, um, you know, of course we did a song together, um, you know, over 10 years ago was our first one, but it was through relationship, you know, me and Monica are friends. Uh, and so doing that, I was able to get the message out, you know, to people who may have never listened to James Fortune, but they listened to Monica. And so it was, it was not so much crossing over as it was, you know, taking the cross over. It's, a, it's allowing, you know, it's called borrowed influence. So Monica has a group of people that, you know, she's in, that she's in, you know, influences. I have a group that I'm, and we come together as a partnership and we're able to, you know, do greater works. You know, we're able to do more together. Um, and they, some people may look at like, well, you know, she's an R&B artist, but Monica loves God. Like I know Monica, she's a Christian. I know Monica's mom, you know, I've, I've known him for years. And so that's what's important to me, uh, what she believes and who she believes in and that we, we share the same faith. And that's why we were able to produce uh, songs together because, you know, we kind of know, we know each other on a personal level, not just on a, on a business level. What's that the one thing you would change? I know you've been around church 
for a long time. Yeah. If you could change something about church culture, what's that one thing you would want to change? Um, man, what I would change about church culture? Mm-hmm. Um, specifically black co- church. <laughs> just being honest. <laughs> yeah, I think it's um, man, I think it would just be unity. You know, more unity. You know, realizing that you know, you know churches are not gangs you know we're all we're all one you know we're many members but one body you know it's not this church versus that church or this church is better than that church but just imagine what churches could do if we could unify you know and come together more than you know i was talking to a promoter about a concert and you know he was he was like well i'm not having any of the concerts at churches i was like well you know why not uh he said because church people don't like to go to concert at other people's church the lack of unity but that, I think that would be one thing I would love to see pastors come together because if pastors come together they're going to bring church people together and it's going to just be better for the kingdom um, but that that's just one thing that I would change no I agree with you we actually uh, we, we have a real talk segment that we do and we talked about how unfortunately some pastors compete against each other's choirs compete against each other when like you say we're on the same team it shouldn't yeah. be a competition you know mm-hmm. so I appreciate you sharing that listen DJ Focus you tapped into the fix right here on Holy Culture Radio we got to go to a quick break we coming right back with more from the legendary James Fortune keep it locked you tuned into the fix you know the fix is in new videos music articles devos and more stay connected get the app now so you don't miss a thing visit holyculture.net welcome back welcome back dj focus you tap back into the fix right here on sirius xm channel 154 holy culture radio i still have the super talented legend himself james fortune on the line the worship pastor uh so let's talk about it uh you, you know you made so many timeless hits i want to work up to your latest single um which is amazing but let's 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 go back a little bit take us back through when did you know so like when did you know okay it's different Everybody came up in church. Everybody sung in the choir, played, you know, the piano, played the keys, drums, whatever. But when did you know, no, no, I can do this on a professional level. This is more than just everybody coming and seeing me Sunday. I can travel with this. When was that moment where you knew you could be an artist? Yeah. You know, what's crazy is it took me a while because I never intended to be an artist. I was, uh, you know, I started out at my dad's church as a drummer at five. I was five years old. I started, you know, when you're a PK, you got to do something at church. So I started as a drummer and then. Uh, when I became a teenager, I started directing the choir and then I kind of just started writing, you know, I started getting original songs. God started giving me songs and we would just sing them at his church. And then um, we kind of start, you know, getting some momentum because we would go out like I was just like crazy, like radical, you know, as a, as a teenager. But I'm, I'm taking my group, the youth choir for my dad's church. We're going to the malls. We singing on stages. You know, we go into parks wherever we can, you know, just getting the message of Jesus Christ. We were just on fire for Jesus. And then I had this song um, called You Survive. So I recorded it. And um, and a, a friend of mine who was a, a DJ in Houston, he started playing it for me just on, on, you know, like he loved the song, but he was a friend of mine, too. And then that's when Kerry Douglas, you know, heard the song. It was like, man, I, he called the radio station. He thought it was some other artist. And so he gave him my number. Kerry called me. And um, I was like, I, I mean, I don't like I, I, don't, I don't already have an album like that yet. I wouldn't really, you know, I'm just at my dad's church is doing what I do. Uh, and um, from there, man, I started working on the album and I was still never really a believer in myself. It was more so, you know, his belief in me. Uh, and so I just kind of kept doing it. And then we started going around Texas and then we started going to, you know, Bobby Jones got started doing like, you know, new artist retreats and things like that. And I was just kind of on the road and he had other artists who were established like Keith Wonderboy Johnson and Jimmy Hicks and people like that. that I would watch um, and just kind of like, wow, like I'll be blown away. But it really taught me, um, you know, the road and taught me how to 
really minister and, and how to, you know, do the whole business side with CDs and pictures. And I, I didn't know anything about none of that. Um, but that's kind of when I knew when I started getting out and seeing how the music was touching people and how the music was really blessing people and how songs of God was given to me was really changing people's lives. And, and even when I would, you know, I just started picking up momentum on radio when I would go to certain markets and they would be singing the song. I'd be like, wow, you know, I'm just, you know, from Houston. I don't know anything about all of this, but it was just, it was really exciting for me. It was humbling. Uh, but that's how I, I really was just doing it as just a, a witnessing tool is evangelism just going out as a, as a, you know a youth and from there god just i guess he had plans because you know when i got to high school I, I was like i ain't trying to do that i went straight i went to california you know for radio television and film you know i was trying to get into acting and stuff like that and then uh you know but the god's plans always come to come to pass so i ended up moving back to houston after a year and a half uh and that's when i started my group and uh and we started traveling and doing music how did your parents, how did your father receive it? Uh, you know, you going on the road and, and wanting to do it professionally. How did he receive it first? Uh, he was great. You know, but by the time I started really going on the road, you know, I was probably, you know, early 20s by then. So he was good. You know, at, at first, um, you know, as a teen, he didn't really under, he was like, you know, he didn't really understand it. He was, he was cool with me doing it at the church. When I was started kind of going a little stuff around Houston and stuff, he's like, man, make sure you focus on your books and all that, you know. But, um, other than that, I mean, he loves, you know, he's a pastor. His, his father was a pastor. Uh, and so ministry was, he was excited to have a son really that was doing ministry. So he was pretty cool, but he just would give me advice and wisdom and stuff like that. So walk us through your creative process. I mean, you're super talented. You're an artist. You're a producer. When you go into the studio, are you one? Are you creating a beat first? Do you have to hear the melodic sounds first, the choir singing? Like walk us through your creative process to even create a song. Yeah, for me, it's it's melody. It's melody or lyrics. Um, and then I always get with a producer. So I may, it, it, it can start as a title. You know, I may just, I may just hear something like live through it, you know, or I may be going through something and God's like, look, you got to live through it. And I'm like, oh, that's a song. So I may, it may kind of start off like as a journal. Uh, it, it usually starts acapella first. It's never music first because I don't play. Um, you know, I was a drummer, more beats, but I'll, I'll get, you know, I got different producers and musicians that I work with who, I, you know, I'll sing it down, sing the song, get them, you know, they'll send me music. I'll say, ah, that's not really the feel. I'll kind of give them a feel of what I'm hearing. And from there, you know, I go to the the vocal part as far as getting the singers involved with it. But the writing, man, it comes in different ways. It comes, you know, rarely do I sit down and just write a song from the beginning. It's usually like I get an idea. You know, it could be in the middle of the night or it could be, you know, uh, while I'm on a plane or what I'm just, you know, I could be playing with the kids and that's something, you know, God will send something to me as, a, as, a, as an idea or a hook or just hear like a melody in my head. Uh, and from there, but I always tell people when they ask about the creative process is that it all, it's, it's not one particular way. You know, sometimes it starts with a chorus or, you know, a title or I may hear a verse and I may not touch it again for a whole year. You know, or I may, you know, I may, I still got titles in my phone. I've never written songs to. So it just kind of, I really like, like God, when you, when you want me to put something to that, you know, give it to me. Or I've written some stuff and I'm like, nah, it ain't what I'm feeling. Or say I'm writing a song. I could be almost done to the vamp and I don't really feel the vamp the way, you know, I want. And so I'll just leave it alone for a while. And I say, look, I'll just come back to it another album or another year or just it just depends on when i when i finish it but the process is usually it, it's like it varies really from song to song from album to album why was it so important for you to infuse like the r&b urban and hip-hop vibe into your music why was that so important for you uh, I think it wasn't important. It just kind of was who I am. I mean, I love 90s music. You know, 90s music was big for me, you know, being born in 77. So, you know, the 90s was a was a great year. So, you know, I was big R&B fan. I loved R&B music. So I think it just 
it just kind of comes out, you know, because it's, it's, it's who I am. You know, I love, I love all genres of music. I mean, I love hip hop. I lo- like, it's just, you know, I've always been very, I just love music. You know, I love country music. So, you know, for me, it wasn't even intentional. It was just kind of what spilled out of, of who I am. No, that makes sense. And, and I agree. I, I'm from the 90s era, too, as well. That The best era of hip hop and R&B ever. I know everybody always want to debate me. Don't message me. Don't don't be DMing me. It is what it is. What we it had is. the best decade of music, period. <laughs> 90 to 2000 was the best decade of R&B and hip hop ever. I Some agree. of the greats. Yeah. <laughs> so so walk us through um, the, the first track you did with Monica, with, you know, with Fred Hammond. Hold on. How did you bring that together? Um, that was a song I had written, actually recorded already. It was already done, and um, I had sung for her uh, um, her wedding with um, when she got married. So you know, we'd already talked about. It. She had been telling me she wanted to do a song together, a song together. So um, I had sent her a few songs I was working on, and that one um, was getting ready for the Identity album. She was like, "No, this the one. Like this the one. Like I, and, like I would love to be a part of this one." So I was like, "All right, cool." So you know, where I had the girl singing that verse, I took that out. She sung that verse. And then when we finished it, she was like, I hear a guy singing on it. She's like, like, who you got in mind? Like, maybe. And I was like, well, I had just did a song with Fred Hammond. So he owed me a favor, too. He was like, James, you know, I, I had been on his album. He's like, whenever you got a song, let me know. So I was like, well, look, Mike, I got Fred. He wanted to do a song with me. Uh, he owes me a favor. So we sent it to Fred. He recorded his part on it. Uh, and it was just crazy. But this is the craziest part. Like, none of us were ever in a room together recording. You know, I, you know, I recorded the singers. Monica recorded in Atlanta. Uh, my stepdad actually ended up recording her. You know, a legend, uh, Daryl Simmons, you know, from the Face Records, is just a tremendous lady. He recorded for me hers, and then Fred Hammond recorded his in Dallas. So we were never, ever even in the same room together. Uh, of course, when we did the music video, we shot that together. But the song itself, man, God kind of, like I said, I thought it was done. I was like, okay, this song is done. Monica heard it. She wanted to get on it. She finished it. She heard it. So she heard a guy, got Fred on it. And then uh, the rest is history. We were nominated for a Grammy. And it's uh, the song is still just uh, being a blessing to a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's still running numbers up right now to this day. Uh, so this this latest one um, that you, you know, you just released with Monica, Trust in God. I feel like it, it was there a season in your life that you, you kind of wanted to express because it seems like this was like a personal track. Maybe I'm hearing it wrong, but I yeah, definitely want to yeah. hear the inspiration behind it. Yeah, definitely. I think it was it was. Like you said, it was everything, the pandemic, you know, man, losing people, you know, losing loved ones, like suddenly, you know, seeing this, just so many things in life happening and thinking that I had it all figured out until I figured out, you know what? I don't have nothing figured out. I'm just out here trusting God. And so what happened was I wrote that one specifically with Monica in mind because Monica had been telling me for a while, like, like, bro, it's time to do another song. So then like I put my last album out. She's like, look, if you do one more album without me, we're going to problem. So uh, I was working on this new one. I, like that song was one. I was like, okay, this is the one. Um, I got the message. I, you know, I'm just out here trusting God. And as I was writing it, I kind of wrote it specifically for me and her to do together. But that was really inspiration. Like we think we know, bro. Like it's not like we don't. We really just out here trusting God. The Bible says that we walk by faith and not by sight. You know, without faith, it's impossible to please Him. So to even try to act like I know what's going to happen or hey, I know how this going to work out, I really don't. Um, I'm just out here trusting God, believing everything that He promised me, uh, and I'm just out here holding on. And so that was really the inspiration. Not just so much seeing what I was dealing with with the pandemic and everything that's been happening post pandemic, but also what so many people around me were dealing with. I just wanted it to be a message that it not only encouraged me, but other people when they heard it as well. 
listen, and, and that's how it comes out. So I, I appreciate you sharing that. Will we ever see maybe a, a joint venture with you and Monica maybe doing a full project? Because I feel like you, you, you know, you guys sound wonderful together. Y'all have a great connection. And every time you guys put a song out, everybody receives it. Um, and I think we need more of these collaborations when you talk about gospel artists and mainstream artists coming together. Because we know a majority, I would argue, 90% of the mainstream artists, they still have gospel roots just like us. They come from church. Yeah. They would love to express themselves like this. So is that something maybe you guys would Man, talk about online? It, it would. I wouldn't be surprised. I'll say that. But... It, I think for the longest people have been trying to get Monica to do a gospel record. And she's like, you know, at some point she may do that. I probably could see me more. Um, I would love to do a joint record, with, but I could probably see me more like producing, you know, a lot like for her gospel album or, you know, a gospel project that she may want to do. Now, if, you know, of course, if Monica wants to do one, if you were to ask me being someone who's, you know, who, who knows Monica pretty well, and who's really good friends with Monica. I don't know if we would ever do a, a whole album together, but I could definitely see me being involved with a gospel project that she puts out at some point, which I do believe she's going to do. Oh, praise God. I'm, yeah. That's that's some good news to hear. We're going to be putting that on the prayer list. Pray for uh, yeah. my, you listening. Yeah. Please, please put that out because, you know, even Fantasia, you know, has, you know, teased us yeah. with songs here and there. I think she's another one that could do a full gospel album Ooh. and stuff. Yeah. We oh, know yes. when we know when Whitney Houston was alive, she did a whole full gospel project. Yes. So, yeah. yeah, I'm just excited for these mainstream artists to be able to share their faith. And, and, and be more transparent in a full gospel project. So I'm, I, that's why I asked that question. What What's next? What's next, Pastor? What, what you got next? I got something going, man. It's, I'm really, really excited about, uh, you know, this, this new project. Uh, and I can't wait till I can give you the information. I'm going to be announcing on May 12th. Got a new song uh, that's dropping, that's going to be dropping um, at the end of next month. Uh, with another collaboration, man, that I, I, I wish I could tell you folks, but I'm going to let you know. I'm going to actually let you know before I announce it to the world, but uh, I'm excited about it. Um, Please, hey, listen, listen, come on back. You, we yeah. ain't got to act funny. Come on back. Yeah, right, right. So just, you know, finishing up this album, man, and just getting that out and uh, looking at some touring, you know, um, and uh, man, also we're trying to do this James Fortune and Fire uh, Homecoming, the reunion uh, done probably mm. uh, later this year or at the beginning of next year. So, you know, other than that, man, serving in my church, I'm still a church boy at home forever so serving with pastor mike jr in birmingham alabama at rock city church um just doing that man we just got a new church new building that we're getting ready to go into in a few weeks so man life has been amazing of course you know i got a uh a lot of kids but i got a, a eight month old now so eight month old two year old five year old so life is keeping me pretty busy uh between family ministry and everything that god's allowed me to do and i'm just so grateful and blessed any books you working on any books god give me a not vision on that ones. not any new ones you know I, okay. I, that that you know the book that that was a lot you know it just took i didn't realize you know how much work you have to put into you know doing a book you know i had to, i've done music now for 19 years professionally uh and it just feel like woof, like that book thing was new for me so at any moment focus you never know what god's gonna tell me to do or what he's gonna make me do uh so you could be ready for anything but right now that's not on the, that's not anything that i have on my uh, horizon Okay. Last question. Get you out of here. This is always a fun question I ask everybody. So you, you got to take fire out of the conversation. You can't use Monica either. If you could pick two artists to form a super group from any genre of music, dead or alive, what two artists you picking? To, to form a, a super group with me or just two artists? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You still uh, the lead singer, producer, whatever you want to be. It's your group. I'm gonna go with me, Pastor Mike and Zacardi Cortez. I'm gonna stick with my boy. That's just me, man. I gotta, I gotta go with my people, man. I got, 
<laughs> Listen, I'm okay with you going with your people, and I, I hope we get this one going. Listen, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and text Pastor Mike as soon as I get off the line with you. Yeah, Pastor yeah. Mike, put put this in, put this in. Zakari gonna be with it. All y'all gotta do yeah. is text. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would be amazing. Listen, we appreciate you rocking with us this morning. Uh, we appreciate your ministry. Keep doing what you're doing, King. Uh, it's very much needed. Can you tell the people how they can connect with you, follow you on all your social media platforms, and yes. please introduce your latest single. Yes, focus. Absolutely. Uh, y'all hit me up. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter. It's Mr. James Fortune. That's Mr. James Fortune. And on Facebook, it's the official James Fortune page. Also on TikTok, it's Mr. James Fortune. Hey, what's up, family? It's your boy, James Fortune. Here's my brand new single with my girl, Monica, right here. We all just out here trusting God with my boy, Focus, on The Fix radio show. Keep it locked. You're tuned into The Fix. You know The Fix is in. Welcome back. Welcome back. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into the fix right here on Sirius XM, Channel 154, Holy mm-hmm. Culture Radio. And it's time for uh, our real talk conversation. And today, the Dicer, she was a doctor yesterday. So let me hear it yeah. Dr. Dice, uh, she took y'all to church a little bit yesterday. I know it was a little <laughs> tough with her uh, having those plastic surgery conversations but today she gonna take you into this ai conversation a little bit deeper and Mm. talk a little bit more about these robots so listen yes today's conversation we talking robots yeah we have to um one of the things i i I guess is that has really prompted me to talk about it is all the places that i've worked and even businesses now they have more robots uh coming on the on the lines and working and if you're paying attention in society a lot of people have lost their jobs due to a robot doing their job so um and people are like what do you mean robot and here's the thing focus i think we have to dispel this idea that a robot is like a, a hunk of metal there's a hunk of metal that's there. You know, it looks like something off the Jetsons. It's like, you know, and here's, we do have those now that are working in places, but um, a lot of robots are just the algorithms and they're, um, you know, they're chat robots. You know, the robots that when you have to pay your light bill or your electricity bill or you're online and then the bubble pops up and it's like, hey, do you need help? You know. You know, what's going on? What's your question? Like that, that's considered an actual robot because it's, it's just responding to your prompt and your question. And it's trying to answer you by how it's been programmed to respond to the type of question you ask. And so one of the alarming things that has happened here recently was the godfather of AI left Google and he warned of tech dangers concerning robots and so um, I don't know if anybody has been, you know, uh, kind of keeping up with this, but I just wanted to bring it to light. Like this, this guy, his last name is Hinton. Um, he worked for Google for decades on robots, helping to develop learning and neural networks that have laid the foundation of artificial intelligence. And that's why he's called the uh, godfather, um, you know. Of, of robots, of AI and all that. But he has seen, and he's 75 years old, August, so he's not new. He's not like a 20-year-old. This is like a, a older gentleman who's very, very seasoned. And um, he just feels like we are irresponsibly letting robots take over our daily life. Does it sound familiar? <laughs> it does. It sounds like every horror movie we have ever watched. Like... Uh, so 
I just kind of wanted to bring some things to light, you know, like, is it good for you or is it not good for you? You know, our, our interaction with a fake intelligence, you know, I mean, what are your thoughts on that before I, before I, you know, obviously I got rants that I like to go on, but like, have you ever really thought about the power that we, that we give robots in our daily life? Like we just give them the power to do stuff. I do. So it's funny because I, I saw this coming with video games as mm. they started to advance video games. Let's be very clear. If we go back and, and I'm okay, we go back to the eighties. And when you talk about the Coleco vision and then the Atari and the different systems, then you go into your Nintendos and your Sega Genesis and whatnot. The graphics have been upgrading every year. The, gra- mm. the graphics has gotten better. So if they were able to, you know, listen, you, you listen that's another reason why so many people you, you talk about it i know you get mad at your husband but you know another reason why so many people buy big screen tvs is to play video games like gaming is a profession now gaming is a sport now because it looks so real because mm-hmm. it's like you are in it you bring it up all the time too as well with the whole metaverse yeah. and wearing the the the, gla- the glasses mm-hmm. and being in these 3d worlds mm-hmm. so they they, they have been teasing us with this stuff every year exposing us to it so it only makes sense for them to take over or well start to take over when you talk about all the data that's collected on um um the web servers and and everything and yes if they can you you think they got these video games that they're making everything looks so real mm. and not trying to recreate those same robots i know i know it's not like all robots when you talk about uh what ai is about but i do know yeah. listen they've been playing around the will smith movie when that movie came out i told my wife i said yeah this this ain't they they really trying to mimic this this i robot movie i'm like no, I told her. I said we're gonna be strapped up. I that's when I start telling. Yeah, I'm gonna make sure you know how <laughs> to. Yeah, no, I'm just saying because they mess around and create create two hundred thousand of these robots, and like you say, the circuits they blow, and then they want to take us all out. You a lie? Come on, you come to this though, you are gonna get it. <laughs> so I, I've already been. I've been saying this. I, I'm, I'm joking, but I, I've been saying like this only makes sense. It's going to continue to get more advanced. Yeah. It's going to be. And you need to understand it. So that's why I'm glad you're talking about it, Dice. Yeah. I mean, and here's the thing. I think it started out with, um, it's, it's, it's information, but the challenge is because we, we as humans, we've only evolved so fast. We can only evolve so fast. And I'm glad you brought up the biblical perspective of it, you know, just about people trying to, you know, build a way all the way up to heaven and God knocked that down. It's like, it's very relatable to now because it's like, okay, listen, you guys are trying to become gods and that is not your design. And so what happens is the thing you create, it, it becomes out of control because you can't understand the power of what it takes to know everything and that's what we we started to do is we started to create robots who know everything and the difference is they don't have emotion right so that that that's the frustrating part like you, you can try to create a, a algorithm for empathy online and things like that but they don't have human emotion so that is the that's the scary part right there you know uh, one of the things that jeffrey hinton had brought up is information in the future 
looks very different when you only had robots giving you information for years. It's kind of like you and I, like definitely, I know you have a grandson, you know, I, I know I will eventually have grandkids and it's kind of like, what do you mean? They're going to be listening to robots. Well, they already do that because they have cell phones way too early. So now, so they're getting, they're already grooming them, you know, at a very young age, like, okay, believe what I put in front of you. So all the ads, all the stories, you know, that's why it's important to take your sabbaticals from your electronics and go hear from the Lord so that you're not always consumed by what a chat robot throws in your face. You know what I'm saying? Like we, I mean, we have like deep fakes now, you know, and you know, we've seen it where people use it in a comedic way where they'll have some famous person saying something they don't say, but it's their face, you know? Right. And it's like, yeah, like, so there will come a time where it will be hard to distinguish. Is that really the president? Is it not the president? Is that really a Will Smith? Is it not Will Smith? You know? And so we have to learn as humans to see with our, our gifting and we can't always be consumed by robots. Like you said, playing video games, like really involved in, the internet all day just swiping left and right up and down and scrolling because we're we're not paying attention to what's really going on we we, we have become addicted and they were just saying like yeah people swipe swipe left and right and it becomes a high they can't stop doing it it's like gambling that's the truth I, i'm gonna be honest with you dice if alexa ever started talking back on his own the the baseball bat will be going to it <laughs> No, no, you know I'm telling the truth. Like, so we, we, that's another, th- uh, like you talk about the virtual part of the AI. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk about Alexa because we use it, and I know you use it in your house too as well. And I and I told my wife, I say, you ever wonder what if that thing, what if Alexa <clears throat> started talking back to us and we ain't even gave it no voice command to just start, hey, how you doing? I see you haven't turned me on today, or you know, like listen. <laughs> The, the Lord knows that thing getting out of my house, Dice. You could have it. I'm going to text you, Dice, say, listen, my Alexa started talking back to me. I beat it with a bat. Did you see? So you, did, so you haven't watched Kimmy yet because you, I'll be real with you, Focus. So, yes, we probably have about nine Alexas. I'll be honest with you. We have the, you know, the big ones that you can put the speakers into. We have the uh, echo. We have the dots everywhere. And I need that because we have, you know, we got the little tri-level home. So, I, I don't have time. I need to listen to everything. I'm just I'm just weird like that. Like I like to have everything streamlined. And if I want to put jazz on through the house, I want her to play everywhere. You know, she's controlling the garage. So everything. Uh, full disclaimer: I'm all the way into tech. I'm all the way into robots. So for those of you who are like, oh, Dice must be living off grid. Not right now. One day I do want to live off grid, but not right now. Right now I'm I'm fully into my electronics. She's everywhere. She controls the dishwasher. Focus. She controls the oven. She That's fine. Her, she controls the refrigerator. Ours do too as well. She, she but my the, thing is this. She controls the uh, heat. It, it, the it better not stop talking back to it. She controls the garage. Yeah. No, no. But I I really one day, and then, and then Focus, my husband, one day said something. Oh, she don't listen to me. She's stupid. And I was like, shut up. <laughs> I was like, bro. It was like, and it was just the automatic response. Like, she be listening, man. Like, we don't have her on mute. She's she she can't hear anything she want to hear. And she control the garage. She control the door. I'm like, <laughs> she can lock you out of your whole life right now. Your phone, all your deliveries. I was like, there is a lot of power. Like, we use it to our benefit. You know what I mean? But I was just like, man, I never really thought about she know all my business. 
like I promise you she know everything you know what I mean so I was like man we do have to think about it. and there's a movie called Kimmy and here's for those of you who like to be terrified I don't like horror movies <laughs> but this was one I made myself watch because it was good and it's it's called Kimmy K-I-M-I and it's a movie from the director Steven Soderbergh and it's starring Zoe Kravitz um, but it's it's like this home assistant device it it it, it takes over that's, I'm just gonna leave it like that, and I never forget. After I watched it, I was I was a little spooked out because I was like, "Oh man!" And and then <clears throat> it stayed in the back of my mind because I was like, "Is this a possibility?" And then I saw the Associated Press put out, "Hey, George Hinton is retiring from Google so that he can travel and talk about the dangers of AI. He is the Godfather of AI. Jeffrey Hinton quits his role at Google so he could be free." to speak on the technological dangers that he helped create. <clears throat> yeah, let, let, listen. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble, we got to go to a quick break. <laughs> Don't touch that dial. We coming back. We talking AI. We talking robots. We talking it all. Keep it locked. You tuned into The Fix. And The Fix is in. Holy Culture Radio is operated by the CoreLink Solution, a 501c ministry dedicated to empowering people to reach their potential. If you feel led to contribute to this mission, Visit www.holyculture.net slash donations. Welcome back. Welcome back. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into the fix. And uh, we're in the middle of this real talk conversation today. Talking about these robots. Dice got me talking about uh, robots and AI and them and a little bit of everything. Yeah, AI and them, you know, because, you know, everybody listening. My, you know, my Alexa at home. I, I brought that up. I was, I was dead serious. Like I told my wife, is but Alexa started talking back. They, she got to go. She can't stay in this house. Hey, you haven't talked to me today. Well, hey. listen, we going I'll be real with you. You're gonna need friends. So if you watch every robot movie, every robot movie, you have to have a robot friend because there will be. Look, look, I'm over here. It's a conspiracy theory. There will be one robot who has some type of human connection that's greater than the next. Uh, it's almost. I'll be real with you, man. Like, it's only two things that's about to happen. Focus. And my husband brought this up last week. He said, "Are you ready to go buy your buy your land?" Because I've been pushing him. I said, "You know, we have to go get a farm. You know, next to a nice little lake. You know, like I I want to live. I'm from the country, so I want to live in the country. I want to die in the country. I don't want to." I want to have a city life. You know, I still got a little party girl in me. But when it's time to shut this thing down, I just want to be old like my grandparents. You know, I, in, in my peaceful space, or not away, you know, just away from everything. I just want the sky to be black when I go outside. You know, maybe you weren't raised like that, but I was where, you know, you, you saw the stars, you know, wasn't nobody around, you know. I want to die like that. So I'm like, I think this AI thing is pushing me to <laughs> go get the land a little bit faster because I'm like, man, I don't want to live in a world like this. Like, it's too much it's too much and i know you you want to bring up what you want to bring up which is insane so i'm waiting no no no, it it is insane but listen they've already created a religion for the uh people who want to worship ai it's called way of the future yep so they already have a cult that is looking to worship ai and praise to it and everything that goes into it. it's kind of weird mm-hmm. not sure mm-hmm. how you do that but <laughs> no I, i'm not i'm not really sure because there's so many different parts of the ai so mm-hmm. who exactly are you worshiping like 
Mm-hmm. You're worshiping the overview of everything from technology to virtual to robotics. Like you, so I don't know, but yes, it, for anyone who wants to look it up, it is called uh, the religion is called Way of the Future. Mm-hmm. And there are a group of people that I'm not sure how many now, but that worship AI as a form of a god. <clears throat> so this well, is this is major because this is. I know it's not new, but this is still major. So I, I, I can get the people that worship, you know, and this would be still a, a idol true God, but at least it was like something like there was actually a, 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 a animal or, uh, you know, like it was something that, 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 that was represented at some point. This is too large. Like this too large of a scale to say you worship in AI. It, AI okay. is everywhere. AI on have... your cell phone. AI is on your but laptop. That's what I was say. If, if, if I had, if Jesus came back today and I said, okay, Jesus, this is how we're going to determine who's a follower of you and who's not. When we hit the city center or when we walk down the street, everybody who got their face in their phone, they serve the devil. Everybody who don't have their face in their phone, they serve you. How many people going to heaven? Because I'll be honest with you, even when I am on the street, everybody got their face in their cell phone. Period. Like me and, my, and you do this very well. I do this very well over here. Me and my husband. We don't even take our phones out at dinner. Like no. when the when the kids when we downstairs, it's a phoneless dinner. Yes. Please please go put your phone down. Mm. Please go leave your phone on over there. When we go on walks. Leave your phone. I have my Apple Watch. You know when I'm out here, where you know walking through or whatever. Like sometimes I am intentional. Like you know what, my locator is on here. It's a camera on here. I can call home on here i'm not taking my phone because i already know what this is going to turn i already know and you have to we got to start questioning why we're doing what we're doing it's a distraction the devil has everybody working for him if he's the distractor that we know that he's the number one distractor that's all he can do is suggest and distract and our cell phones our tvs our laptops they suggest and they distract and so it's like nobody's paying attention so when you have like i said you have the godfather ai that worked at google making I, we all know decent money ain't got no reason to ever quit he ain't doing nothing he's not lifting no fingers well he's like yeah i gotta go tell some people about this <laughs> mm. it's a problem when you got cult believers who believe ai would eventually become the supreme intelligence and take over well we've had enough movies over the past 30 years to People in Hollywood been trying to tell you, like, oh, this is coming down the pipe. It's coming down the pipe. Get ready. Like you said, you, you strapped up. I think you're going to have to do what you're going to have to do. But the sad part is, if you're not paying attention, and this is why the Bible says, my people perish not for a lack of money, not for a lack of friendship, a lack of knowledge. That's why we're going to perish. So that's why I'm like, man, you guys, and it's, it's frustrating because some people be like, well, you're talking about that. You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, why are we talking about that? Go ahead. Your whole city going to be taken over by robots and you're not even going to know. One day you're going to wake up and you'll be like, where are all the people at? Yeah. Yeah. Cause you didn't watch Kimmy and you didn't listen to the fix. And you just like, what? And let me, before we talk about the rest of this, cause we got to get into the Bible part of it. Um, there are, let's see how many robots working right now in the United States, 310,000 plus robots were working in the United States as of 2021. So can we imagine where we are right now? 
And these are just robots who are working in factories that are operating things at high levels, creating products for us, shipping products for us, having conversations for us. I'm sure that's double by now. I'm sure. I'm sure that's double by now. So for those of you who are working out there and you're like, hey, I'm looking for a job. Oh, man. You know, this particular place was a nice place to work for. But man, they're not hiring, but they're growing. Yeah, they're growing because they just hiring robots. Wow. I mean, I'm I'm for real. I mean, the average company, and I'm be honest because, you know, I'm out here in these streets. Like, it's easier now. And that's why I was like, man, your skill set, this is why we have to have a community. This is why in uh, in our faith, in Christianity, we are to fellowship with our brothers and sisters so that we can know what's going on in the world and we can be aligned because, yeah, <clears throat> employment rates may be drop, dropping in some places, but I'll be honest with you, focus. robots don't call in sick. They don't catch COVID. They don't get pregnant. They don't complain. They're not taking breaks 24 hours a day. They're not trying to call out for work on 4th of July. This is, it's real. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I was like, man, we have to be in the know of these things. And when people are like, yeah, we're going to go to a futuristic society. Like y'all need to be showing up. Like, no, we're not. Because we have to, we have to continue to take care of our people. We can't turn every decision, everything that's made over to a a non-human. Like that's. That's not good. Now, here's the deal. Robots are great. You're not both set. We had surgery from robots. Robots are amazing. But I'm just talking about like when we give them control over the decisions we can make on our own and probably should make on our own. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. No, no, I agree. I I, I do see. And and I'm glad you brought that up because I I do uh, appreciate that robotic surgery is available Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. the ones who need it. And mm-hmm. I understand that it's saving people's lives. Mm-hmm. But one thing robots can't do, listen, let's be very clear. We, we got to tell them everything. So all the information that they're storing, we're giving it to them. So mm-hmm. they, they don't have the creative mind that we have. Mm-hmm. They don't have the compassion, the soul, to, to your point, mm-hmm. that we have. So, like, mm-hmm. no, nah, they, they could never replace right. us right. Uh, to that to that level. So, But, but I do get what you're talking about mm-hmm. when you talk about somebody working in a factory or yeah. needing a warehouse yeah. and having workers to constantly put out yeah. product because mm-hmm. of greed. Let's talk about yeah. that. That's a real conversation. Right. <laughs> but here's, here's the thing. So you just made a very valid statement. The people who have the power to create robots, to create the chat, to create the narrative. And we already know, because we just came out of an election that we already know was heavy uh, controlled by robots. Their idea of the care of people is very different than the idea of care for the, for the, for the blue collar worker, the 35 year old is very different. Like their mentality on how they would have a robot behave or, or communicate is very different. You know what I'm saying? People got a little piece of change. They don't think like people that ain't got no money. You know what I'm saying? So it's like while you're programming your um, response system on an application, I'm trying to apply for this. I'm trying to get my bank account squared away. I'm trying to get some help today, paying my bills. It's different. Uh, and the only reason why I, this one for me, that's why I said it's not just about the big bulky robots just flipping hamburgers and stuff like that. Some of it is the chat G- GPT. So you had Sundar. Pakai, he's the CEO of Google's parent company, Alphabet, and he's making a couple of appearances and things like that. He was letting everybody know uh, not too long ago that ChatGPT learned language on its own. 
That was a red flag for me. So you're telling me in just a few little conversations of people online and they were speaking in Bangladesh and Bengali, which this was a language the chat GPT robot didn't know. It picked it up in just a few sentences and then it started talking and, and translating. So we have no idea what we've done. We've just done it. And now it's like, oh, okay, that's that's cool. That's cute. No, it's not. Because nobody nobody can call it. They just call it a black box. Because they're like, how do you, what is that called? They're like, we didn't even teach it in the concept of learning a skill set as it's just working. So that's what I'm saying. Like, that's another reason why Jeffrey was like, yeah, I got to leave up out of here. Because, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we done opened up a box of something. And we don't know what that is. So that's why I was like, yeah, we, for us moving along into the future, <clears throat> we got to be very cautious of who we're talking to on the other end of a phone, uh, a cell phone, a hardline phone, a computer. Like people could learn how you talk to me, focus, and then create a whole algorithm. And I'm sitting here thinking I'm talking to you and I'm not. Yeah, that's scary. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So my mom could be. You know, God forbid, but she could not be living. And then somebody be like, yep, I, you know what I'm saying? I'm over here acting like I'm Alice, you know what I'm saying? And I'm just, hey, mom, hey, Dice, you know, because it's picked up my vibe. And so that's why I'm saying we have to be in the know of these things. And when people are creating items and products and companies that we don't need, we got to we gotta be like, yeah, we don't need that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we don't need that. Mm -mm, we're good. There has to have a, we have to have human aspects of these things present at all times. And so that's that's why I was like, you know, I love it. I use robots all day long. But as humans, we have to know everything can't just be given away to something that doesn't have a soul. Mm -mm, we can't do that. No, no, no. We ain't going to do it either. DJ Focus, <laughs> Dice Gamble. Listen, we got to go to a break. We coming back yeah. with closing thoughts, though. Keep it locked. You're tuned into The Fix. And The Fix is in. And we're back. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into the fix. And that's our time for the day. When I tell you, uh, I appreciate this conversation you had today, Dice, when you <laughs> brought up all this stuff about Alexa and them and, um, you know, all, 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 them, all the people that are trying to take all our intellectual property because we keep giving them all the information and they trying to take over the world. Hey, it's just a risk. I mean, we just got to know the risk. Like I said, there there are benefits as well, and um, we we just got to know those benefits. So I mean, I, I'm even having to be a little extra careful, focused, you know, trying to prepare to get back out there to do a couple new projects and things like that. And so even in using AI to do design, I have to be extra careful to not get sued by a company. You know what I'm saying? So it's like because you don't know where the AI is pulling images from. So that's why it's like we're going to have to continue to be creative and use what God gave us, like our own mind, you know, to make sure that we're protected in some in some ways. So that's why I was like, yeah, it's, it's, some stuff is easy and we get these tools and it makes life easy to, you know, search Google research and do all this. But as we are moving into the future and AI is controlling information, um, it's important that we know what we know, what we and that we know that we know that we know. That's why I was like. I think off air, I told you, I said, I always wanted a library and I, I collect books and 
the uh, one of the comments that I think the Jeffrey guy made, he was just like, you know, it's going to be important that we have regular knowledge, you know, the real knowledge moving into the future, because what we don't want is to have a future where it's just generated by robots and it's just been collecting information from different people, you know, and so it, it's not the truth. <laughs> it's like it's just a, a put together thing, you know, so it's a put together story to put together, you know, theory. We want to make sure we continue to educate our kids, send them off to universities that teach them hands on, you know, where they have the information about human bodies and things like that, like the real deal information. And it's not just we're leaving it up to our future to create an idea of what our surroundings should look like and what our you know, life should look like. We have to be involved in our life is the point. <clears throat> we, we definitely need to be involved. We definitely need to keep up with everything that's going on with AI yeah. and uh, everything. When you talk yeah. about the virtual robots, when you talk about the robots mm-hmm. that are working, you know, robotics mm-hmm. and everything that goes into it. So yes, please mm-hmm. stay informed. Yeah. Don't think this is a joke. This is real. Yeah, it's real. <laughs> and you don't have to be scared. So I, scared. Yeah. I, I, I was teasing y'all. I, I was just teasing y'all. <laughs> you don't have to be scared. I, I'm not worried about them doing yeah, no type of takeover and nothing to stop it. No, they're not. Well, I mean, that's why it's like we will always need a human aspect, which is the cool part, you know, concerning concerning technology, because you have to have a human aspect for it to continue to work. Um, you know, but we just want to make sure that the information we're getting is is true. And so that's why it's like we have to stay in our communities. You talk about knowing your neighbors and things like that. Yeah, we got to be in we got to be in the community, you know, to know what's well, you know, what's good and what's really going on. So and for those of you who are in tech, you are right where you need to be because you are leaders in the uh, in the world of technology. And as we move forward into life, it's, it's going into a more technological driven uh, type of society. So congratulations to you for being the brainiacs. People said stop playing video games and they were wrong. Mm-hmm. you know so it's like some things and this is another stat too so shout out to the gamers they were just saying that a lot of gamers who've been able to uh multitask and who can see and who can move very quickly they're really good at managing obviously uh robots now, so yeah yeah they are, yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. listen shouts out to our brother too as well uh, i pray you guys enjoyed that spiritual detox with the legendary gospel legend oh james fortune let's be very clear Mm. Um, he has a track out right now called Trusting God featuring mm-hmm. uh, the legendary Monica. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows Monica, R&B legend. And I, I love the I love them being transparent in this song. They, they talk about the peaks and the valleys and, and going through trials and tribulations and everything throughout their careers, in, you know, amongst their households and mm-hmm. with family and friends and business deals. But in spite of it all, no matter what season of life they're in, Mm. The song just confesses, I'm trusting God. <laughs> I'm trusting God to continue to order my steps. I'm trusting God to continue to lead me, guide me, help me mm. in these decisions. So I, I appreciate uh, James coming on and just talking uh, about not only the culture, but also just the importance of putting your trust in God. Listen, this is why we we push you guys each and every morning, mm. asking you guys to grow a better relationship with God. Grow a better relationship with them every day in your prayer time, your fast time, your meditation time, devotional time, read, study, because that's what's going to get you through all mm-hmm. every, anything that may come your way. 
being able to say, you know what, I'm a trusting God. I don't know why I'm going through this season of my life, but mm-hmm. I'm still trusting in God. I don't know why I'm up right now, but I'm still trusting God. So it doesn't matter what you're going through. So yes, please go stream uh, his new music, uh, new single. He's already, yeah, he already talked talk, talked about a mm-hmm. uh, new project on the way. So we're looking forward to the new project. But his, his latest single is Trusting God featuring Monica, which is a certified banger. He's a worship pastor. He's He's been doing a very long time. That's it, Dice. That's it, man. It's good thirsting for the Lord Thursday. You know what tomorrow is. I know. I already know. Uh, listen, I don't think the people be ready, though. Like, Maybe. It's hard just, to be ready. I'll be rude with you. You can't get ready. You can't get ready for Fridays around these parts. <laughs> and Dice, you like, in your let, mind. Let, let, me give you, let, let me give you your roses. You, you had me for a couple of weeks in a row. You had me. But I think I think I didn't turn it back. I didn't turn it back. Oh, I, I turned oh. it up last week, and that I got a couple really surprises good. for you tomorrow because I know I you. You go. Know. She go, listen. Dice always pulling something out the hat. She be like, "Oh, mm-hmm. he ain't ready for this." <laughs> yeah, I'm digging all week long. I'm like, "Ooh, who's out there?" Mm-mm. Like, yes. I, it's all good. It, you know, it's it's nice. It's, every Friday, it's exciting to be on here to hear, um, you know, new music. So, yes, y'all better keep it live. Yeah, tap in. The winning prescription is going down tomorrow. Of course, we'll have 10 new bangers. Uh, we'll talk about all their ministry-driven, bars, originality, production, uh, everything that goes into it. Uh, so you definitely want to tap in every Friday because we're heavy music-driven uh, uh, when you talk about uh, new releases and also uh, the music that we will talk about. Listen, go out and be great today, kings and queens. Don't touch that dial. Listen, uh, I keep telling y'all, we have shows all day. Continue mm-hmm. to tell your friends, tell your mama and them, tell your cousin them. Holy Culture Radio is on 24-7 right here on Sirius XM Channel 154. Our sis, Rain of Day, is coming up at 10 a.m. Yeah. We got our brother, What It Be's Like at 2, and we got our other homie, uh, Wado, at 6 p.m. today. So listen to Holy Culture Radio all day. Tell okay. somebody, tell Tell somebody, tell somebody. Listen, go out and support my sister. She got merch for you. She got coffee mugs for you. She got incense over there. She got tea over there. Listen, she got sunglasses. Whatever you need, go to chhuniversity.com and shop. Please buy some support, support, support. Make sure you follow us on all social media platforms at The Fix Radio Show. Uh, listen, we got exclusive content getting ready to drop, uh, getting ready to relaunch our YouTube page. So y'all better y'all better follow us on Instagram and Facebook to stay up to date because mm-hmm. when this YouTube page gets to jumping, I'm telling you, <laughs> we, it, it might be it might be a, uh, we might do a Patreon or something. Y'all might have to be in, in, in the members only club to get this exclusive content because <laughs> it yeah. is exclusive. Listen, we appreciate y'all rocking with us. Uh, go out and be great today, kings and queens. Uh, until tomorrow, remember to stay focused on turning your negative into a positive. Positive. Yeah. Jesus Christ is always your answer. Kingdom advancement should always be the goal. The fix is in. We out. Peace, y'all. What did he say? I missed that. Did you hear something you need to hear in full? Not a problem. Get the podcast and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a thing. Holyculture.net slash podcast.